So Facebook has messed up TikTok, Spotify, Tinder and many other apps. They are now fixed, but they were messed up for a fair bit on iOS anyway. Uh, Supreme Court will hear Facebook's robo-calling case. Google is facing antitrust probes in every state but one. Apparently not confirmed. And also, in a surprise to a lot of people actually, a recently leaked new Google Home device was actually confirmed by Google soon after being leaked. Now, I've got some information on all of these things. So I guess we should get started. Now today's not going to be in segments. They're not really like that. Yes, there is a link between the Facebook case and the Google case, but due to the difference here being very clear between all four of them, I'll just go roll it into one. So the first one is the Facebook issue. Now it's now been resolved, but on iPhones and iPads, apps like Spotify can launch. Now I actually experienced this myself. So, I literally been on Spotify 10 minutes before this, I was doing some work, I was just changing my music. I was listening to some music, it was on my Google Home, so it didn't stop playing. I decided, you know what, I want to change my music. So, I pop onto the Spotify app, so for the first time I did it, it worked absolutely fine. Next time I go to do it, it's just not working. And I can't load it, I'm assuming, oh no, iOS 14 must have really glitched with a recent update for Spotify or something. I'll just have to use my phone. I check my phone, nothing's really on there. About half an hour later, I find out this, and I'm just relieved that iOS 40, iPad OS 14, sorry, hasn't completely messed up uh, my Spotify, and it was just a Facebook issue. Now, this, um, yeah, basically, this app, so what happened is basically Facebook changed the SDK and that basically caused any app that's not the Facebook app as far as I can tell to crash. I don't know why this is, but none of the apps crashed on Android and I can confirm that Spotify did not crash on Android during the same time period. Now if you're wondering why I was able to use it on my phone, as I just alluded to, I use an Android phone. Um, so yeah, I'm an iPhone. I'm Apple for tablets, really if you want a tablet you should probably go Apple, Android for phones and then Windows for computers, no Windows and Linux for computers and Mac OS actually, I'm literally on basically, like Apple has two, Microsoft has one, Linux has one and Android has one, I'm all over the place with my software and it's absolutely crazy trust me. I am still messing about with the exact software configuration I want on my computer. So what portion I want Mac, what portion I want Linux, what portion I want Windows. If you're wondering how I have Mac OS on my Windows PC, uh, I'm not really going to say because I know that Apple could figure out a way to stop it and I don't really want to do that. So yeah, but long story short, I have it. It's fairly easy to do. If you just search up uh, Mac OS Linux VM, snap d then you'll find that literally you install one program and it does it all for you uh that's all i'm gonna give you for that sorry i don't want to really want to lose much but uh i don't want to lose it because it's really handy but basically what's happening is that 
besides all of that, basically, the SDK was broken. And they acknowledged it on their developer platform when it happened. But they were causing numerous iOS apps to crash. Now, by around 9... So this occurred at 7am Eastern Time. However, by around 9.30am Eastern Time, it was normally working. And at 10.30am ET, they said it had been resolved. Now, according to a spokesperson who replied to The Verge, they said that earlier today, a code change trigger crashes for some iOS apps using the Facebook SDK. They identified the issue quickly and resolved it. Uh, I mean, to be fair, a three and a half hour turnaround completely for them to say it's working, but more like two and a half hour, that is a very good coding turnaround time. So yeah, that is impressive. Um, but it's still quite justified. As a near identical problem for this occurred on May 6th, so the, the annoyance is definitely justified. Because this is the second time this has happened this year. So, you know, apparently, the root of the issue is that Facebook encouraging developers to integrate its login services into apps offers them valuable insights about app usage and advertising in return. So Facebook does push developers into installing their SDK. It, it allows them to get very rich data they can collect on users. It's also a convenience for de developers and marketing teams because it can be used to track the conversions of ads run through Facebook. So when there's an issue with Facebook services, basically everything fails. Now, I just thought of something actually. If I've been using the Anchor app on my iPad to record, I've, I'm pretty sure that Facebook actually has a, um, it's actually on the Anchor app. So that probably could cause me a crash if I've been using it. Luckily, I actually can't use a microphone on my iPad. It's kind of broken. So, you know, in terms of avoiding that one, I got a nice escape scapegoat for that as I just have to use my Android phone anyway but still it really does show how just important these SDKs are and how important it is that they stay updated and properly checked before pushed out I mean it, we don't know how big the code change was but it could have been terrible uh, let's go on to Google now and no actually no let's do a Supreme Court's robo calling case for Facebook so basically Unwanted Facebook text messages are apparent or have at some point been illegal, but the Supreme Court has agreed to hear Facebook's defence after an appeals court determined it violated anti-robocalling rules. Now, this is basically to determine whether automated alert texts count as an automatic telephone dialing system establishing an, uh, a clearer de definition of illegal phone, stamp, phone spam. Now, Facebook was sued by a non-Facebook user, Noah Duguid, in 2015, who complained that he received unwanted text messages from the site. The alerts told him that someone was trying to access his non-existent Facebook account 
and he couldn't get Facebook to stop sending them. He argued that Facebook had violated the TCPA, Telephone Consumer Protection Act, which is supposed to protect Americans from unwanted auto-dialed calls. Personally, I think that could have been a mistake and it could have simply made just a small mistake between sending it to the wrong number. Like it could have made a one digit difference when the person put in their number and that's caused this. But apparently its automated system functions similarly to a regular smartphone. So apparently a ruling against it could make ordinary phone calls illegal. Now the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals disagreed with this logic and said Facebook's text clearly fit the category of automated, unsolicited and unwanted phone messages. It complements another Supreme Court recalling decision where they overturned the legal exception for government debt collectors, sidestepping an attempt to strike down the prohibitions. Facebook raised a similar issue in its petition, but the court will focus instead on the definition question. Now, if Facebook loses its case, it will be required to pay damages to any user who received unwanted messages within a period of several years. It may also affect which automated calls are considered legal. Robocalls are surging regardless of laws though, so it probably won't make a huge difference. Yeah, I don't know where I stand on this one. Like, if it was just a genuine mistake, where say someone had put in their phone number wrong, and that allowed that to happen, where the phone number was just wrong when someone inputted it on the Facebook app. I don't know if Facebook is really liable for this. Uh, yeah, I don't know. See, it depends on whether Facebook just... Where it was simply a mistake, and if it was an actual user error where the user put their number in wrong, then you know I don't think Facebook can be blamed for that. Because if a user puts in their number wrong, then that's the number Facebook has to contact in this sort of emergency, and they've ticked, yeah, contact me during that, then all due respect, I don't believe Facebook can be blamed for that. However, if this is just Facebook going random and sending an alert to a random number for no reason, then I don't know. Yeah, I have no clue. It's complicated, this one, actually. Surprising, really, how these things that you wouldn't think are complicated are actually fairly complicated in principle. Yeah, it just depends on whether it was a genuine mistake and it was more based on user error. Or whether it was actually Facebook being robocalls. So, uh, yeah, that's it for that story. We're going on to Google now. So, <coughs> Google is now apparently facing antitrust probes in every state apart from one. Now, Google has apparently... Sorry, California has now launched its own antitrust probe into Google as it faces dominance for online advertising. Politico on late Thursday. Now, this is coming through political from unofficial from sources. Now, we don't know whether this is official. It may not be it may be official, it may be completely unofficial, it could not be true. This is a rumour, this is unsubstantiated. 
But apparently the California Attorney General, Xavier Messera, sorry if I got that name wrong, has opened the antitrust probe. Now we don't know which aspect of Google's business is being targeted, but it's also said to be separate from the antitrust investigation launched in September by 48 states, the District of Columbia and Puerto Rico. Now, this probe would leave Alabama as the only state not known to be investigating Google's practices, and they declined to comment to protect the integrity of their work. It is their practice not to comment on a pending or a potential investigation, even to confirm or deny their existence. That is very understandable. I completely agree with that, actually. I think that if you then confirm investigation, companies are able to do things about that. Now, they're worried about Google, and I hate this word, but stifling innovation is not stifling innovation um we have to be careful how we use that really see is google stifling innovation just because they do things first you know like you're first you're stifling innovation or you're ahead of everyone are you stifling your innovation or because you're so far ahead you've actually done it first it's now been facilitated and it can happen i've known it can happen now the other things i do agree with as user privacy violations That can be a tough one to crack, I'm not sure. Uh, Google also apparently could have an outside role in the spread of information online. Outside, how do you really measure someone's role in the spread of information online? Uh, I mean, CEO Sundar Pichy said in January that with Google scale, rightfully comes scrutiny. So... You know, they, they fully admit that they believe they are rightfully rightful to have scrutiny. And a statement by Texas General Stark said Stark quite past investigations of Google uncovered their violations ranging from advertising illegal geez, wow. Uh, advertising illegal drugs in the United States to now free antitrust actions brought by the European Commission. End quote. This was said last year. However, start quote, none of these previous investigations fully address the source of Google's sustained market power and the ability to engage engage in serial and repeated business practices with the intention to protect and maintain that power. End quote. Now I don't know. Uh Again, this whole stifling innovation thing is what really annoys me. One company is working very hard on innovating. You know, like, the fact is, where are they stifling innovation? I really hate the stifling innovation thing. So, for example, there was at one point a rumour that Apple could be forced to ditch the lightning adapter and that from then onwards, everyone would have to use USB-C and you would not be allowed to change this. And people said stifling innovation, and that is true. That is what I can call stifling innovation. It's stopping innovation for anyone at the... It's, it's making things simple at the expense of stopping things from getting better. 
Now, yes, there could have been safeguards to allow you, yes, you can experiment on new technologies in-house, and if they work well, then they can be brought forward to the European Commission, or something, you know, there could have been some sort of safeguard to bring it forward, but the fact is, this whole stifling innovation argument is really overused. If Google is innovating, then they are not stifling innovation because they're doing it. In my opinion, innovation is innovation, whether it's by one company or whether it's by ten. A company making things, I'm going to say better, or creating new ideas is still innovation, even if it's Google doing it. It's still innovation. So, you know, I just think this whole thing is definitely devastating. Now, in 2018, the EU did hit Google with a record 5 billion US dollar fine. I forgot how large that was. Um, it was due to its search engine practices. I completely understand this. Um, the practices denied rivals the chance to innovate and compete on the same merits. I personally, I tried to switch to DuckDuckGo at the beginning of this year to do a three months trial. I could have used it. I could have used it happily. The fact is, I didn't want to. When I searched things up, I didn't have as relevant results. Like, I search up... You know, you search things up on uh, Google or on different things. It just You search things up on other things. It doesn't come up with the company you expect it to. Like, it just is... I understand why Google is dominant. It has a very good right to be dominant, in my opinion. Um, it's very good, it works very well. Now, however, in February, the FCC issued a special order demanding Google, among four other major tech companies, to hand over details about its mergers and acquisitions during the past decade. Google has reportedly, according to Crunchbase, acquired at least 180 81 outside firms that is a massive number now it was started to investigate whether federal antitrust agencies are getting adequate notice about potentially anti-competitive transactions but if the findings do result in a specific way then they could result in enforcement action um Oh, oh my gosh, this is... Yeah, so when you read this whole article, you realise how big Google has become as a target. Uh, I personally wasn't a life threat for any of this, but any of you who were, uh, you will know that Microsoft was sued massively by uh, the Justice Department back when they were, you know, very dominant. Uh, their Internet Explorer was basically said, no, you have to provide a screen basically where you can choose internet explorer or other browsers where you can choose the other browser they had to present that screen on there i personally i don't know if google i don't think google chrome was out at the time it probably wasn't but like the point is when i see if i ever see that come up on my phone when i get a new phone i'm gonna be hitting that google button i know i will be hitting google there's not even a question of it it's actually so hard to I'm not blaming Google for this. I've fully done this to myself. Like, on an Android phone, it's hard 
or on any device, it's just hard to not search for Google. There's a reason they're dominant. They have the most accurate results I've ever seen. Like, okay, yeah, DuckDuckGo gets it right. Bing, for crying out loud, can't even get it right. These other companies can get it right, but Google has the most accurate results for me. And I need accurate results. So, you know, I just think, Google, do what you want to do. But don't get too big. Because my biggest fear about Google is them being split up, actually, because... The thing about Google is it works so well as it is right now, it works. My Google Home, I can literally go, hey Google, what's the weather today? Currently I'm working at 17 and slightly cloudy. The forecast tonight is for a high... Yeah, so that's like the temperature in my local area. And the fact is, if that's like, you know, that's seamless, that took it two seconds to load that information up. I worry if Google was split up, would I still have my Google Home? Would I still, would we still, would the world still be what it is today? Like, okay, I'm giving arguments for why it is too big, but it facilitates loads of stuff. And I just can't see Google Home, for example, working without it. I can't see a lot of things working without this. So let's just hope they stay in a safe place with it. Uh, yeah, that's kind of all I have for antitrust probes. Uh, let's go on to Google Smart Home Speaker. This is something that I was not expecting. Now, a lot of you might be disappointed that this is what we're hearing about first. Uh, for those of you who have heard about it, we've actually been hearing about a Google Smart Speak. Sorry, about a Google Android TV dongle for quite a long time. <laughs> uh, this is... So to suddenly have this be confirmed, then it's definitely quite a shock to have this confirmed over anything else. Now, this story came from 9to5Google and this is actually quite amazing. So last month, 9to5Google reported on a new speaker, codenamed Prince. Now, this, is, this was a and is a new Nest branded smart speaker. It has a larger size and a primarily fabric-based design, more in line with the Nest Mini and Google Home Max. Now, this is kind of a shock, and our sources told them. Sorry, their sources told them that the speaker would come in more colours than just grey that leaked through the Japan equivalent of the FCC. Now. They, this has since been confirmed to them by Google. Uh, this is actually amazing. So, we've had lots of rumours about a new smart TV dongle to go alongside Android TV. But that's been completely unsubstantiated. Nest, on the other hand, with their smart speaker. You know what? You've leaked it. We're going to reveal it. They literally sent it straight to them. Images and a video. Like, of how it all works. And whilst it doesn't reveal much... There's a good thing, or there's a good amount of Nest team members in there. So, you know, it's kind of amazing, really. And if you want to see the video, then go over to 9to5Google. Uh, this did actually come up yesterday at 5pm 5 5 Eastern, Eastern Time. So, this is kind of a late report, but 
I'm kind of disappointed in this, not because a new Nest speaker is coming out. I love the uh, Google Home system. As I say, I've got one literally in the room I'm recording in right now. But more because of the repercussion of us not getting the TV dongle. Truth be told, I really want to see that dongle come out. Now, it could be that they're revealing this like this because it's not as big of a deal to them as a resurgence in Android TV. Uh, the Android TV thing does seem to be quite big. There's uh, Xiaomi are releasing a new TV stick in multiple countries. We're not sure where yet. But the rumoured release date is the 15th of July. So, you know, depending on the price of that, I, I might well get one. Um, but, you know, it all depends on pricing of everything. And it guarantees to have Netflix and Amazon Prime out of the box just pre-installed so I would definitely love to use those on there but as for everything else really yeah I don't know I'm just hoping we get to find a Google one because if Google release their own official one then I would probably just announce just buy the Google one especially if it was cheaper because I don't have anything against third party companies but one thing I really like about Google's devices is the way that they're kind of built they've got a really nice build quality one that i know i but i definitely feel i can trust and it just is really nice with the quality and home okay this is um i'm literally just scrolling through the 95 google website okay you know what uh we got a new story literally new uh, so, way back in February, 95 Google started tracking a few Pixel code names, and today we t they just found out what these phones are. Google has put the retail names for these devices in the Google app. So, this is definitely uh, so the Google Pixel 4a. Is confirmed and it's coding sunfish. We all know it, it's been leaked so much. It's rumored to be within the 300 to 400 US dollar price range with a lower end Snapdragon 730s SoC. Had lesser specs in general, including classic body, single camera, smallish battery, and smallish screen. So there's no mystery, but it was probably possibly going to launch at Google IO 2020. As a natural sequence in the pattern Google established at IA 2019 with the launch of the Pixel 3a. Now the phone is currently set to launch in the second half of the year, but we're not sure. Now there's also a Pixel 4a 5G. So assuming this leak is real, then it tells a lot about this by the name. So, I probably won't be going for this phone actually because, yeah, could, this is Snapdragon 7.6, yeah, so the 4A, I probably wouldn't get. The 4A 5G seems a bit more likely. So, the 730 doesn't support 5G. However, the Google Pixel 5G, 4A, Pixel 4A 5G, aka Bramble, is supposedly going to be based on the Snapdragon 765G. So, you know, that's incredible. Now, 
A couple of Pixel 5 renders have service surfaced recently, though, and according to 9to5Google, they feel that this is the Pixel 4a 5G. So, it led, the physical size of the device led uh, XLeak7, the original leak, one of the original leakers, to believe it was a Pixel 5 XL, understandably. And, yeah, there's also something amazing, but there's also something that, there's also a headphone jack. I can't believe this right now. This is a massive dump. Um, yeah. So the Pixel 4a 5G inferior will be a Pixel 4a with a larger physical body. Larger but similar style screen. Snapdragon 765G chip. 5G and speed benefits that come with it. And worse, hopefully a larger battery. And worse, possibly a second camera if leaked renders are to be believed. So pretty much everything else will be the 4A, and we basically know everything about that. And then Pixel 5 Redfin. So now we apparently though they also believe that last week's leak of the Pixel 5 in CAD drawings was real apparently. Now these phones don't have a headphone jack. And the phone is apparently physically smaller than the Pixel 4a 5G. So, it's likely to have a handful of features to make it the most flagship of the three phones this year, naturally. Now, we don't know if it will, it probably won't go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the iPhone Pro series or Galaxy Note 20, but it will probably go off against the Galaxy 12, the iPhone 12 standard edition and the standard Galaxy S series phones. Oh no, sorry, S, X, E series, I don't know. But basically, it's gonna have something, it's gonna be going against standards or bottom level flagship devices. And will apparently have a, fire, a far higher quality external build than the 4A and 4A 5G. Now, we're assuming that it will have more premium build, wireless T charging, and in fact a deeper dive at Android 11 DP1, which showed a battery share feature. So a Pixel 5 Redfin could exist with reverse wireless charging. Now, it will probably share a few things. So it could have a very similar or in fact it could have the same soc as the pixel 4a 5g so i oh my god this is confused okay i don't know but basically they're saying that the third pixel for 2020 will be a pixel 5 that's between the pixel 4a and 4a 5g with snapdragon 765g so it will probably have improved build quality, wireless charging, and possibly a certain camera set up on the outside of the 4A 5G. So we could possibly have fingerprint sensor coming back because it doesn't seem that there's going to be any face recognition or project solely. Now, in the end, there is also rumors about Pixel 5 XL or 5 Ultra. But 
There's no evidence that either of these exist. And I I don't know. This is a really confusing story. I literally I normally give these things a sort of skim read before I report. But this literally broke not long ago at all. So I kinda had to read it. And Okay, note to self, phones can go over the half an hour recording limit. Uh that's awesome. So yeah. Uh yeah, sorry, that was a really shock. So basically the Pixel 4a is is basically confirmed now. And everything we know about that will stand. The Pixel 4a 5G is basically a beefed up Pixel 4a with a Snapdragon 765G, supposedly, and a bigger screen. As well as a bit of a better camera. And the Pixel 5 will basically be that, but with maybe a better camera in terms of the actual Pixel sensor, the actual camera sensor. And also, no headphone jack. Yeah, I don't... Reverse wireless charging. Yeah, I don't know. This is really confusing right now. But the Pixel 4a 5G is supposedly going to have a larger display than the Pixel 5. So, I don't know. I'm confused. But anyway... Personally, I think Google needs to release these at the 5A, 5A, 5G, and Pixel 5. Just make it so that the same products are launched in the same year with the same number. But, you know, anyway. Uh, That is everything for today's episode. That was a massive shock to see popping up on here. But, you know, like that literally popped up in two minutes. Anyway, that's everything for today. We've had a pretty uh, shocking just news to fly at us today. Now, it is for weekend coming up. And with the weekend comes the general warning, tech news could be bland. There might not be much of it. There might not be any of it, for all I know. I will get you two episodes. One will be the weekly roundup, which will have a much more fleshed out uh, filling over that Pixel 5 Pixel story. I will definitely work that in there. Uh, there's a few other things so you know also monday or sunday depending on news if sunday has a lot of news it will be sunday but if not then it'll probably be monday uh sunday or monday is going to be the first joint episode with another with someone else i'm not going to spoil too much but basically someone else is going to be on the podcast and we're going to do a discussion now i'm not going to say this is going to turn into a regular thing it depends how this goes but it could turn into a regular thing. We have no idea. Now, I do just want to officially confirm this. Uh, from Saturday the 18th of July to uh, probably Saturday the 25th, maybe Friday the 24th, I will be on holiday. So I'm going to have a nice week off. Uh, unless anything major breaks, I will not be doing an episode for that week. So say you're someone who's been trying to follow along but can't really do it because there's too many episodes. Hey, you've got a perfect amount of time to try and catch up. I know I personally will be finding it hard to listen to every single episode. But the first episode will probably be on Saturday the 25th. So yeah, I have an amazing week in Cornwall for that week. And... I really do hope that everyone 
is either enjoying a nice summer holiday if they're on it or if you're not on your summer holidays then I hope you're getting ready to have a nice time when it comes. Uh, I know summer holidays seem a bit bland with the whole lockdown situations. Here in the UK things are reopening hence why I'm kind of looking forward to it. Obviously I understand if it's not the same in your country you probably aren't as much. Anyway that's it for today I will see you in tomorrow's episode Tomorrow's episode, if there is really nothing super interesting, I will do a tutorial on macOS and how to install it. Uh, that tutorial will be a videoed episode. I actually need to set this up for myself anyway. So, you know what? I am going to do this anyway because I actually had it set up. But as I said, I'm still tinkering around with spacing. I wish I could just stop tinkering with the spacing on my computer and just say, you know what? I'm going to leave it like this. It's done, it's over, leave it. But I am such an avid tinker. Like I got something planned with my phone over the weekend to hopefully make it actually a little bit better. But again, I, I have no idea whether. Yeah, I can't, I'm, an av- I'm, a, I'm a tinkerer. When it comes down to using my phones and stuff, I tinker with it a lot. So yeah, that's everything. And I'll see you in tomorrow's episode.